and welcome to episode 68 of the Flames Fancast. It is late Thursday night as the Flames just finished their first game on a road trip in LA, a 3-2 victory. I can say that it is snowing in Calgary, but it's raining points for the Flames in California. That was awful. <laughs> can we rewind and start this all over again? All right, I'm ready. Hello, this Hello. is episode 68 of the Flames Fancast. Hi, everybody. I can say that it's snowing in Calgary. Don't Cal- fucking do it again. <laughs> Don't do it again. Listen. I think that was pretty much a textbook road game where by textbook, I mean, we had exceptional goaltending. Yeah. It was a textbook Sutter game too. Lots of grinding at the end there. Everyone looked a little bit tired, I, which, which, is, was, which, which, which is weird. surprises me because we had, we hadn't played since Monday. Maybe it's a flight. I don't know. Maybe it's the travel. Maybe it's climate or something, but. I'm not I was sure. a bit shocked that we were that. Uh, well, the last game we played was on Monday. So it's not like they haven't had rest. Did they fly in today? They must no, have flew in no, yesterday. They definitely didn't fly yeah. in today. So I don't yeah. know what was going on there. But yeah, I mean, good start, though. Big game tomorrow. Um, I mean, a back-to-back is always going to be. A back-to-back at the beginning of, the, of a away stretch is obviously more it was more preferred than having that kind of at the end of the stretch. So I'll take that. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that right out of the gate is good because you get Vladar in early. Uh, Markstrom, amazing performance tonight. And it's just, you'd rather have that coming in because we've got three games in four days here. Yeah. You know, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Sunday's against Vegas or Arizona? Yeah, Vegas. Vegas. I Do we believe. play Arizona on this road trip? I have to double check that one. Don't even have my stats computer here since Rick is no longer here to <laughs> lambast me with not having my stats Listen, ready. <laughs> let's talk about the positives from tonight's game. And I'd start with obviously Markstrom. And I think that that's been our number one positive of the season. Mm-hmm. By the way, continues to look like an absolute. A-plus signing from Treleving. And as I mentioned to you just before we started recording off-air, how the fuck did Vancouver think Demko was better than Markstrom? It's a, it's a head-scratcher. <laughs> it's a head-scratcher. Uh, you're watching this guy. They also essentially, suck. They suck a lot. Yeah, I know, but you know, Markstrom is he's definitely not like carrying the team caliber in the sense that he doesn't have to kind of do that every game. Thankfully, our team is quite deep, quite organized on the ice. I mean, there was that New York game. Uh, he was definitely outstanding. Like, the scoreline was a bit decisive, uh, a bit deceitful on that one. But, yeah, he's just, he's so good. Um, I'm, the, the, the jank in me is coming out saying, like, relax, like, it's still early. But, you know, we're 20-something games in, and uh, that he's, was, he's been nothing but fucking solid for us. You know, us. you make a great point there, because you say, don't get excited, but I think Flames fans all are a bit reticent to look at this team and say, we're really playing well. We can carry this through to 82 games. At what point do you say the Flames are not, le- I don't mean legit in the sense of cup contenders, but they are a legitimately good team. They are, going, they are a tough team day in, day out. At what point do you say that versus at what point do you do you still hold on to that kind of preseason disbelief that there are a lot of holes in this team that might be exposed by 
the NHL. What's what's the what what holes are you? Oh, we're just unsure about our defense, unsure about goal at the preseason. Um, take our preseason podcast. There was a lot of uncertainty there, and it was basically like we needed to do A or B, which was play like we were playing or suck. And right. there are a lot of teams in the NHL who really suck. Yeah. We can't suck that hard ever, I don't think. I, this is beyond my wildest dreams how we've played so far. Absolutely. I, but I don't know. Like, I think we've played, we have a good sample size so far. We've played good teams. We've played poor teams. I haven't really seen a game this year so far that we've really dropped the ball. Do except you... for game two, basically, since then. And that was Anaheim. At right? home. At home. We lost in overtime. Right. But, like, it was one of those, like, it was kind of a breakdown, like, slash, here we fucking go again. The Winnipeg game wasn't great this week. No. But, I mean, th- those games happen. Yeah. And you that's go up okay. two, and then you just kind of lose it, and then... That's a, to me, that's a flash in the pan because Winnipeg goes and then loses to Arizona subsequently. Absolutely. But I mean, do you, do you feel but like... But by and large, it's been solid. Do you feel like the fairy tale ends? I'm or that do you guy. feel like we're serious? I, I don't like being this guy. I, that's why you have a podcast, right? I know. I just... It's looking really good. And this is, this is... If there's any season that I should get excited, it's this season. I still think that there's a lot of housekeeping that needs to be done on this team before I can get more comfortable with what's going on and where we're headed if we make the playoffs. I, I'm going to keep saying if. I realize that we're in a good position right now, but uh, I'm still, there's still a bunch of questions for me. Like, what is happening with Johnny's contract, right? Like, I don't think uh, nothing. No, like, I know, but like you're All quiet you're on the hitting, western front there. I know, and but you're hitting December. Or we're in December. Before you know it, it's going to be January, and in which case, like you're kind of sitting there going, like, okay, like Johnny's gone, man. I think he's gone too. He's but, gone, Gonzo. But you now you're going to have that. You might have that tough choice of, do we we have to trade him? No, we don't. We're not trading Johnny because no playoff team ever trades away their best player. I know, but do you forego? Any type what, of value. What are you going to get for him? A first round pick, maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying, like he's playing really good this year. Uh, that's why we're not going to trade him because we're going to. If we make the playoffs, we're not trading. The Johnny. risk is you lose him for free in the summer. We are losing him for free in the summer. That's you, what happens in the NHL. That's that's. So free you're agency. okay? Okay. I'm not okay. I'm not really okay with it, but that's just <laughs> what happens. I've accepted it. I know you're not okay, but I'm asking. <laughs> I'm not asking you generally speaking. I'm saying. Are you okay with the prospect that that could be a possibility? That where we just hold on to him, then we lose him for free in the summer. To me, the, this, the scenarios are very concrete. If we play like we are playing, there is zero chance we trade him. Because if we're in the position where we're 1-2 in the West with Edmonton, there is no way in hell we trade Johnny Goudreau for anything. But you got to think about the team long term, don't you? Yes, I, I, you do, but you, you also can't give up the short term. Because I know, your, but what is your... Your short-term gain here is small because it's a rental player for another team. Who's right. Not, they're not giving up a lot. At best, you're getting a first-round pick and maybe some other pro- prospect. Maybe. Okay, maybe. let me paint a scenario for you then. You trade him. Just, I'm, I know you're not agreeing with me, but there's two scenarios. One, you trade him, get some value back before no. the playoffs. No, not two, happening. Two, you make the second round and you're out and you lose him for free. 
Sure, but are you gonna hindsight that and be like, we should have fucking dealt him? You're not thinking this if you're a GM. You're not thinking I'm gonna get out in the second round and I need to rebuild in the future. You're thinking Johnny Goudreau is the centerpiece of my offense. I can't trade him because, and then we're definitely out in the playoffs because maybe we make it to the second round, which is better than we've done. And then we rebuild on that and we try to sign Johnny Goudreau. Right, but because that's uh, as a GM, you can always rationalize that to ownership. Be like, listen, we're keeping this guy because we're 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 second in the West. We no, are I second understand. in the West. I, I understand. Why on earth would we trade Johnny Goudreau? I, I, I understand what I'm saying is incredibly unpopular, but I'm just trying it's, to paint the picture. It's beyond that unpopular, is, it's unfeasible. No, but it's is it really unfeasible? It's not happening. It's not happening. There's no way that's happening. I but you don't. See but you don't agree with the only any, scenario. Like, a residue of what I'm saying does not resonate I, with you. Part of me, I understand what you're saying is yeah. that we should still rebuild, but I don't agree. I don't see the fucking. I don't see the difference between this team yet and any other team that we've had in the playoffs in the last however many seasons. There's no different pieces in this team. There is outside of Markstrom. Okay, that that is the number one. And I understand piece. that that's a big piece. You obviously need a bona fide number one in the playoffs, someone who's fucking good, and he's fucking good. But it it just they still couldn't score, man. Goaltending goes a long way in the playoffs. I know, but like a if we play way. a team, okay, I'll put it this way: McKinnon fucking spanked us when we played him. Yeah, he exposed not just him though. It was Makar. And Makar Sorry, was there's a second up. piece that's different as well. Daryl mm-hmm. Sutter is our coach. Absolutely. I, I love Daryl. But, but he's not playing. So it's <laughs> not... I, he can do only so much with the Lions, man. Right? If some of these guys slash all these guys don't show up outside of maybe three, two or three guys, one being the goalie, we're back in square one. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I'll be so pissed. I don't disagree at all, but I'm just saying the thought process to get us there is that there is no thought process. There is no situation at all. If we are in our current standing at the end of 82 games or at the end of February, that Treleving trades Goudreau. No way. Absolutely no way. And for full disclosure, I am not saying that like, Goudreau's playing bad I don't like him. He's playing. He's having a hell deal. of a season. I'm saying if he doesn't want to stay. He's not staying. It doesn't matter if, like, if he's got 50 points already. I know he's playing well. I want him to stay. But if he's Listen, already decided to leave, you might as well try to get something out of it. You, you know me. I've been on record years ago saying Goudreau is gone. I am still 100% Goudreau is gone. He's not staying. But I am also... I am also accepting of the fact that we're keeping him for whatever playoff well, run that we have. Us. Maybe he'll maybe he'll resign. Maybe this conversation is moot because he resigns in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, I, but, okay, maybe. and I'll put it this way: I hope that's that's what happens. I do too. Honestly, yeah. he is such he's a good player, and he's playing hockey that I appreciate now. All the bad things about Goudreau that I railed on before, they have seriously tailed off from his game. And he's doing, again, I, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but he's doing that play where he's hustling his ass back, making that stick check to force turnovers in our own zone. I, I've missed that about him. Like, this year he's been doing that very often. He is, I fucking love it. He is playing some of the best hockey he's played in a Flames jersey, barring that 
99 point season. And, and I mean, this then, is close to that. This is, this is pretty and close. Am, yep. I couldn't be happier, but also the skeptical side of me thinks this is a contract year and Johnny is playing for money. Yeah. Not in Calgary. Bit of a flight risk. Like I right? said on a couple episodes ago, let's, let's be aware Philadelphia has Drew coming up for free agency. There was a little bit of, oh, I don't know if I'm going to resign here. That frees up money. And guess who else is a free agent that year? Mm-hmm. Johnny Hawking. Yep. Johnny Goudreau. And the, the conspiracy theorist in me is just spinning wheels yeah. about this guy is not staying in Calgary. And he's, he said all the right things to indicate that he's not staying here. It's like, yeah, I'm going to focus on my hockey and we'll talk about a contract. And, yeah. oh, management hasn't really contacted my agent and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's, it's just... Uh, I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. I know if you wanted to stay here, you would have got it done. A deal would have got done. Like, you, do you remember when Oveshkin was heading into free agency? He's like, yeah, I want to stay. They'll get a deal done with my yeah, agent. Yeah, he, he Guess was what? pretty he was They got pretty a deal awesome. done with his agent. Absolutely. Every other player in NHL history is just like, I think I'm going to go out there and see what other teams want to offer me to pay me. And then mm-hmm. if I like the Flames offer, I'll stay. Yeah, but the flames are going to it's treliving. We're going to nickel and dime a little bit, and that yeah. might upset Johnny. And Johnny is going to remember his last contract. He's oh, gone. Sure. He's gone. He's gone. But that wasn't our fault. That was his agent's fault. Whatever. Let's enjoy what we've got of Johnny Absolutely. now. Yeah, fair enough. But and play great hockey. I hope you play for a contract up until Game Four of the Stanley Cup Finals when we sweep whatever fuckwad Eastern Conference team is there. <laughs> That's all I hope for. That's my hopes. And you get your name on the cup, and then you can go play. And I would not care if you go play in Philadelphia after you won a cup for us. You did, you did great, but that's me fangirling right now. So <laughs> on his knees right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Listen, let's talk about. Let's keep going. And we had some minor criticisms for the first line tonight. Very minor, but. Clearly outshone by the second power play unit. Uh, looked like they had some serious indecisive moments on ice. And just kind of, you mentioned when Kachuk scored his goal, the, the lack of authentic celebration, the lack of happiness that was present in that. I keep, I keep going back to this, and I know, um, is it, does it really fucking matter? Probably not. But it's just something I notice. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, like I, you know do you what? Think that, do you think well, that leads so to the? They, they don't look as cohesive and as dangerous as they could. It could be better, I guess, because you, you've got three, saying. in my opinion, elite, one world class player on those teams, on those lines. Sorry, and yep. they're they they're just they could be they could be a, that little bit better, that I think little so. bit better. But they're you know Sutter is. Like he is wringing out every ounce of quality there is in this flame squad that we're thoroughly impressed. But I would how about the decision make? Oh, go, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I, w- I would summarize that. Like what you're saying is absolutely correct. I would say I would go further and say, Kachuk, you, spe- specifically Kachuk, actually, he used to play with always a bit of a chip on his shoulder, right? I feel like that part is kind of gone, and maybe that's. 
Sutter roping him in a bit and being like, you got to stop being like that because you're not smart enough yet for that. You're not experienced enough for that yet to play like that, to play like your dad, basically, right? Because when he had that chip, he was a lot more active on the ice. He was getting real fucking dirty on the boards. Like, I don't mean dirty as in penalty dirty, but just Hungry. not afraid. To, yeah, just, just to fucking get in there and try to win Jerome the puck McGinley, back. Jerome McGinley, 2004. This is a bit more... He's definitely a lot less... Um, I don't know, motivated to like really scrap for it. Um, he's still doing his like usual thing after the, after the whistle. I mean, he did that with Dowdy today. Although I thought that that might've like snowballed into something in the second period, but it didn't. The first period he kind of whacked him in the face a couple times. That was it. Anyway, I just wanted to say he, like, he it just that, feels like that chip is gone. He did right? that little shimmy high yeah. check. Yeah, yeah. Almost an elbow. Yeah, he almost did the exact same thing yeah. on Doughty. Like that was that was fun to watch. That was fucking entertaining. But yeah. I mean, by and large, I think Kachuk has become a better point performer under this kind of new attitude that he clearly to me does not like. But he but you know, it goes to show his professionalism too, right? He's doing it almost begrudgingly. He's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, I have to do it because I grew up with fucking Keith Kachuk who beats the shit out of me if I fucking like whine about anything, right? I mean, but I feel like that's the household he grew up in. You know, he's ta- in fairness, he's taken it pretty well. And I think you, you know, we watched the game together. You made an interesting point about we, we look good, but our dressing room chemistry might be a bit of a ticking time bomb because there are a lot of, you know, everything seems to be going right right now, but there are a lot of avenues where things could go wrong. What's your take on that? Like in terms of, I agree. I agree with you. So, but what is the ticking time bomb exactly? You, uh, the ticking time bomb is there's a bad media moment for Johnny's contract. The ticking time bomb is Kachuk feels betrayed by his teammates. The ticking time bomb is, Rasmus picks up Alex Edler's 100th goal tonight. The ticking time bomb is Markstrom starts to play at not a 94% save percentage. Yeah. Uh, the ticking time bomb is Vladar misses a few games where he's been stellar. There's a lot. A lot. It just to me, so many things are going as right as they possibly can. That, you know, if things go a little wrong, perhaps we could get a little down on each other. Like. Monahan is was the ticking time bomb that we've avoided because when you've got Monahan on your fourth line or bouncing around in the bottom three at any points in the year, um, that's cause for concern. But you know, Monahan is taking it like a man right of now. Of course, of course. And I really admire that. About but him. again, these are all things that could lead to a potential blow up. And I mean, maybe we're being a bit picky because there could. All I of think that we thing are could being happen. Pi- In fairness, I do think we are being picky. I just think there is a there is like a baseline fickleness on the core of the squad that could easily get triggered by any of the things that you mentioned, right? It didn't take long for the team to kind of turn on the on the Hartley train, right? That fickleness kind of came in. It didn't take long for the team to turn on the Gulletson train. It because Again, he had a great first well, kind of run, and then it just went to shit. To that, to that point, I feel like there's been a cultural norm established where there will be no turning on the Sutter train because he's here, 
whether you guys like it or not. And this coach is staying and he's going to outlast you. And he's you. not afraid to sit you down. I feel like that message was made very loud and clear because I, I feel like that came above Trilliving's head. As we said as we said at Sutter's appointment, we almost thought that was a above Trilliving's head appointment. I feel like ownership is like, eh, we know Daryl. We like Daryl. We're Therefore, not in love with, with the current core. Yep. And uh, we're going we're gonna to give this coach dictatorial authority it's to all, do yeah. what he wants with this team. <laughs> it's almost like if you're not getting in shape with Daryl, then you're not going to get in shape at all. And Forget it. I think they've realized that because as we could see with points that we're going to get onto later, you know, Daryl can ruin your career if he wants to. <laughs> Absolutely. And I kind of like that fear factor. And you know what? Keep, you know, as we talked about it, it reminded me of that point when he first took over last season. He called out Johnny. He called out a bunch of guys. And you can tell Johnny was not happy about it the next game. But Daryl's kind of got this, I don't give a flying fuck, dude. I yeah. got two cups. We're not making the I'm, playoffs. Yeah. We're not we making suck. the playoffs this year. You're not playing we well. We suck because you suck. Yeah. Yeah. You're our guy, and you're just not showing it. I got two cups and a ranch. I don't give a fuck if you don't show up anymore. I, I did what I need to do, and I'm sure, like, Daryl's a competitor. I'm sure he really wants to win with the Flames. Like, I, I'm... I'm very convinced that he's very motivated to do that. But at the same time, he doesn't have time for fucking sulky little bitches. And I'm not saying Johnny is. I'm just saying, generally speaking, he doesn't want to deal with bitches, man. That's it. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think that's just his style. He's like, you know, you're going to complain? Fuck, you can sit down. I guess, yeah. We got enough guys that will play that want to play. It's a good message. Like you were, you were mentioning earlier, if, if Dubé gets a rest or whoever, you know, Pelche having a shot, which is yeah, I mean, fine by me. I, I, I'm not exactly sure where he'll fit in, but I mean, that's, you don't again, wanna, that's not my sure, problem. You I don't want to rush those guys, right? I mean, he's having a great year in the A, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like Dubé and him are both left wingers, right? If you were to take, like Dubé wasn't really getting much ice time today. No. And I don't know if Seven that was. minutes a, at the end of the second, you said? It was. It was like seven minutes like by the beginning of the third. Yeah. yeah, something like that, right? Like, it wasn't much. The lines were not tight today uh, in terms of time. No. I think that fatigue kind of came in because of that too. But, I mean, win's a win, right? You had some reservations while watching about Lewis, Lucic, Richardson, Goodbranson, and Zadorov being on the ice yeah, at the same time. Yeah, was. I get a little nervous with that. Like, I've... Net weight. 1,100 pounds, though. It's <laughs> a lot of pounds. A lot of pounds. It's a lot of pounds. It's a lot of pounds, man. Uh, it's not a key, but it's a... <laughs> you know, like, to me, it just... I get scared. I've always fantasized about this goon line in this new NHL. I, I don't know why I just call it new NHL, but this faster NHL. I still want that goon line, but, man, it's a little overboard when you have the defenders, too. Having a Zadorov and a good Branson while Lucic and Lewis and like Richardson are on is pretty dangerous from a speed aspect. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, maybe in the past, have played Nintendo ice hockey where you can choose four players. It was a skinny player, an average weight player, and a fat player. <laughs> and it was essentially picking all four fat players as your lineup. And I get a little scared when. That happens. But then eventually we started seeing um, Chillington and 
In you know, of play, right? I just it just brings me to that. I think it was his second period interview where he said, "I watched this team. I watched a lot of this team from home, and they needed to play a different way. <laughs> we needed to play faster." And then in the summer, they brought in Good Branson, Richardson, Lewis, and Zadorov. Clearly, the NHL's fastest players. To me, though, like I, just reading between the lines of Sutter, which is hard. I think he's just gonna say whatever kind of bullshit he wants to the media to just throw everybody for a smokescreen and then do whatever he wants, and that's not said at all. Maybe that's a genius play where he keeps the distraction because away from the players. Can, I can't, I cannot, as any self-respecting fan, look at that and be like, if you really wanted this team to get faster, you signed Zadorov. Zadorov can't move. But you like, know what? He, he showed some wheels he today. He barely moves. He shows some wheels today. Lewis and Gabranson and Richardson are not your most mobile of players. No. No. And you can't pair that defensive pair with that line. There's no way. We're making it work. And that is great. Maybe the the read between the lines moment for me is it's not that they're faster, but they actually try to skate. Maybe it's like, sure. maybe he's saying the effort needs to be there. But I think those three, the Lewis, Richardson, Gabranson do. Zadorov needed a bit of uh, edging to get yeah. it done. Yeah. And to that point, your Valimakis and your Dubes seem to be suffering. Valimakis so much so that he got demoted to the AHL today. Yeah. Uh, and Dubé as you just mentioned, not having a lot of minutes, perhaps not playing a setter game, and uh, the frustration seemed a bit evident today. I think so. And he had a good couple shifts in the third. I don't know what happened in the first that he didn't really get much ice time. Um, I mean, we did have two power plays, I guess, but really, I think at that point, that he only had like... Difference. Yeah. yeah, but at that point, he only had like what, three, three and a half minutes? Like, it, it's still not great. Um, I, I think at one point the camera did pan to him and he just, he wasn't even sweating. Like, he just, <laughs> he's just kind of shooting the shit with Lucic at one point. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, the meritocracy of it all is very important. Um, it's something that we've always wanted to see. I think that's been instilled very clearly. Yeah, I, I think it's, an, it's, it's no joke. Um, nobody's above Sutter's law and it does. I mean, tell me what you think, but it feels like when Sutter does sit you or limit your time a bit, that message definitely gets across versus like other coaches that we've had. I feel like, I feel like the message is obvious. The response is poor on Valimaki's part, but by and large, it seems the the, the response has been good from a player like Zadorov who got sat a lot. And then it sunk in. It's like, man, I'm seriously not going to play. Yep. Because Sutter does not care. I'm on a one-year contract. I did see him a few times say my bad on TV today, too. Like, I, I, he's very, you could tell, he's, he's like, I'm going to take full responsibility of everything I do. I want to get better. But I want to play. Valimaki, again, as we said two weeks ago, going off and yeah, uh, that's no good. spewing your guts to the finished press did not help you at all. And guys like, and I think he knew this, Lewis Richardson Goodbranson bought in immediately and have just, uh, none of those guys have never seen anything less than 100%. And that yeah. seems to be much more infectious in this team, which I love because I can get on board with a team 
that plays their heart out and loses. Yeah. But they gave it their all. And these guys, you know, we we knew there was skill in this team all along. And when they started to try, the results started to come. Imagine that. So you mentioned, like, also Coleman. Yeah. Kind of, you know. Coleman is, uh, you know, my, if I have to pick on a guy, like my, uh, the Hannafin being just slightly disappointing. Coleman, to me, is slightly disappointing just because the offensive production isn't there. And you make a good point in that there's a lot of little things that he does in his game that make him a valuable hockey player to have on your team. I just wish those were uh, accompanied with more offensive production. That's a fi- I think that's a fair criticism. He, made, he makes a lot of those plays where he blocks passes, blocks exits out of the zone. Uh, he does that that second effort will gain you the puck back. Like those are incredibly valuable, especially if you're, if the turnover to goal ratio where you force a turnover and it creates a goal scoring chance, those things are worth their weight in gold. But yeah. I mean, and that's a stat that I don't think I have. Sorry, Rick, but uh, I don't have access to that, but I'm, I'm willing to wager. He's probably one of the best on the team for that. Sure. I, I'd agree. Um, no idea on the stats again, but I would say at least from what I've that seen that we, we, we didn't sign Coleman to be a hundred percent. Never say die. We signed him to be the 50% never say die guy, but also that little bit of middle six to the top six offensive push that we needed. Because I know there was discussions about when we signed Coleman, was he playing on the first line? Yeah, and, and that's that, definitely not happening. That offensive production has not been here. So that's why I say I'm slightly disappointed. I am, I am very happy with his game. Mm. I am not happy that the offensive production has not accompanied I, this. And, you, and we've you, been rescued because the rest of the team completely. has been successful. That's like, a great point. Mangiapane has been a revelation this year. Lucic oh, has been playing well with Mangiapane. But we have enough guys, and I'm thinking like your Lindholms, your Backlands, who can do that kind of fancy stick work, smart defensive play, get it out of your zone. You know, the little things that you don't notice day in, day out, that we need a little bit more from Coleman on that. Run. And maybe Coleman's that guy in the playoffs that just steps up, and all of a sudden he's that, He's doing what you ask. I, I hope so, because we do need he that, too. He seems that type, right? We do need that. And maybe, that's, it, maybe that was a sutter nudge to the shoulder of Charleving being like, you should get this guy. Well, he's here forever, so I mean. Well, yeah, he's here forever. <laughs> Unless he becomes GM, then we're, we're in trouble. I didn't mean sutter. I meant Coleman. Oh, Coleman. Well, Coleman, yeah, he's also here, here forever. forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Coleman's not, yeah, sutter doesn't it's stop It's his first 20-whatever games with the yeah. Flames, so. Exactly. That's, I mean, we, we got to make airtime, so we have to say things. Sorry, Blake, but if you're listening, Blake, score more goals, please. Otherwise, you're playing fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, anything else? There's Shellington. <laughs> the offensive production. You know, the downside of the Flames playing well is that it's actually kind of harder to have a podcast because it's a lot easier to sit there and dissect bad play than it is to dissect good play. I mean, I don't want to sit here and like homer them the whole time, right? But they're playing fucking well. They're one of the best teams in the NHL right now, bar none. 
defensively, defensively probably the, the best. best. Defensively the best. They have the least goals against in the league. Their goals for is no fucking joke. Their goal differential is one of the best in the league. They have one of the best fucking goalies in the league. We have one of the deepest teams so far that I've seen. I mean, and it's a very disciplined and organized team. There is nothing really... This is nitpicking, frankly. Like, there's really nothing bad to say right now. Like, there's nothing that stands out to me that says, this is fucking lucky. This is like, you know, we're so fucking lucky that we've won this many games. There's none of that. Because in prior seasons, especially when we've done well, you know, there were those games where we'd win in, like, overtime, or we would win because the third we, periods, those third periods, was, yeah. like, like, oh, we have them where we want them. We're losing the third, and then we fucking win. Like, those were not sustainable, but this seems sustainable. I mean, tonight right? we went up 3-1. We capitalized on two power plays. We let in a 3-2 goal, and then we just shut the game down. That's what I mean. And then like, when, when it looked like we weren't going to offensively score, we just, we just clogged everything up. Exactly. And we played smart, responsible Daryl Sutter hockey and left L.A. to go however many miles to Anaheim tonight with two points. Exactly. Like, like I said, is... it's snowing here, but it's raining points in California. Fuck. And it's textbook. It was a textbook road win. Absolutely. That's why we're 10-2-2 two and two on the road. Right. And, but, and it goes back to what I'm saying. 22 like, points on what the are, road. What are we supposed to say about them? Like, it's, again, you don't want to be, we don't want to be homers. We don't, I love Kelly Rudy, but man, like, it just, I don't want to be like that. Like, I want to. I really want to dissect this down and be like, okay, like we need to do this, this, and this. And we do that to a degree, but there is really no glaring issue right now. Other than I think, I think sometimes we are just too negative. Like saying that I'm all definitely things, negative. Maybe saying that all things are going right is a bit unfair. That's not acknowledging what we've done well. But I mean, I, I think by and large, just the fact that I am so goddamn surprised that we are where we are right now is just, I would just stand yeah, up. Yeah, you never thought this was going to happen, right? Yeah. Because this performance for this quarter of the season, to, in my mind right now, Daryl Sutter is the runaway Jack Adams winner because that is amazing what he's done with this At this team. point, if it, yeah, if the season ended today, I think he wins it for sure. No, nobody in the NHL, no writer, no journalist, no fan thought the Flames would be neck and neck with the Oilers at the top. Fuck the Oilers. Oh yeah, fuck them hard. <laughs> but uh, just wait for the playoffs. They're gonna fold like origami, man. You think so? They're gonna be a paper swan in a matter of five games. Fuck the Oilers. Who are they gonna play? They're gonna play some grit nosed team who's gonna have a goalie that comes out of nowhere. You know, St. Louis, a Bennington or something, and they're done. But they don't. Yeah, and the Oilers don't. I, have a goalie. I remember saying, and again, another thing that I'm wrong about is that those two <laughs> wild card teams are gonna come from the Central. Central sucks, man. Minnesota's top. They're awful, in my humble opinion. They win games, <laughs> but, like, they're... I feel like, and I have no data su to support this whatsoever, but also I watch zero Minnesota games, but there's just a feeling in my gut yeah. that says they are not going to maintain that pace. And Jeez. they're playing teams like Arizona and like Chicago, who are bona fide awful. And there are a lot of things happening to teams in the Central. St. Louis tonight had an emergency goalie. Yeah, yeah, the protocol. And I think if I had to say right now, I think the Flames and the Oilers are going to start to run away with it. 
And I know you said we looked at the season and it's close, but it's eight, eight, an eight-point gap. But eight point to me is a lot. That's a lot of it's points. A fair, it's a fair point. Maybe I was overestimating um, <laughs> how, how wide that gap is. But. And to the credit of the Flames, every time when they've lost the game, they've bounced back well. Like, we lost to Winnipeg, we bounced back against Pittsburgh, and then we go into a game like L.A. where we should win, we're favorites. At no point at any time tonight did I feel like we were going to lose that game. No, it I haven't seemed felt fairly that in way in a long time. It, it was in our control for sure. So, that's okay, a good, let me, that's a good feeling. Let me ask you this. So far this year, compared to last year, who's your most improved player so far? Markstrom. Most improved? Markstrom is way better than he was last year. By like three, three, three or four save percentage points. Yeah, no, it's he's I, phenomenal. I didn't expect that. Second, Mangiapane. Really, everyone in my opinion has improved. No, for sure, but I, I want your standout. Mangiapane and Markstrom. Those are the standouts for me. So Shillington's not on your list. Shillington, to me, I just worry that it was a, uh, it was a coming. Uh, how do I say this without bashing Shillington? I am so happy he's done it. He's done it right. And uh, that he's broken into the team. And, you know, he's supplanted Valimaki as the guy who's made himself uncuttable. I've been extremely impressed with that. However, I worry that it just doesn't seem sustainable. But there are elements of his game as well that make me look back at it and say, we've got a player here. I, I think he's a definite player. But... Uh, I now just he's playing with confidence. don't think that consistency is there enough. Like when you look at those, again, this is a comparison that's unfair, but like a Kale McCarr who breaks through. Game-changing players. I don't think we have that in Shillington, but we have but did you, that I kind mean, of player. I know, but we didn't. Yeah, but he's an offensive defenseman. He gets in there. Sure, but it's not to say that he can't be that game-changer for us. There are plays... Dude, like at one point, I, what did he have? Like back-to-back games where he scored goals. Like, yeah, and those are yeah, all yeah. where no, he bombed up. And, love it. Yeah. I just think there's a bit of rawness to his game still. And he's only going to fix that rawness by playing like this. Like, you're, he's not going to play amazing every game. But to me, I, I cannot, he's in my I top cannot three. negate. He's in my yeah, top three. I don't think improves. he'd be in my top three. Really? Yeah, I don't. I find that fascinating. I think and he's... And disturbing at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I can't look past Markstrom and Mangiapane. No, and Markstrom... Yeah, Goudreau. I get it. For me, Goudreau. Goudreau has stepped up. He's performed well on a new line. I think a bit of a pressure relief for him has allowed him to perform to what he is. And, you know, he's just gone about his job quietly and effectively. Goudreau, for me, is more not a very improved, but a... Fuck, dude, this is what you're capable of. That's my reaction. Sure, but if I guess I guess I'm looking like, at we compared know to last season. Yeah, okay, but which was a dumpster I guess, fire. I guess that was my question too. But I, I would, mean, I'm yeah. generally happy with everybody. Yeah, me too. But it's more who Except really Coleman. S- I'm mildly disappointed. Yeah, I can feel that. I I feel like your whipping boy is that's a tough one to have because Coleman's still doing a lot of things right. Except putting the puck in the net. Yeah, but again... I like, like that. I like putting pucks in net, Jenk. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a good feeling when we put the puck in the net. I feel like you're talking about more than hockey right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a good feeling. <laughs> okay. Um, puck in the net. Where else can you put... 
I have N- nothing no, to say to no you more. right now. No, sorry, sorry. PG. Right. It's not PG. This thing's fucking rated R. <laughs> We're actually, no, rated E. Explicit. We're cool now. We got that black label yeah, but they on don't, our Yeah, but they don't give podcast. you, we've had that forever. I know, it's amazing. They don't give you that because of. You remember when they first introduced that? It was supposed to turn off kids from listening to that music, but it actually made that music yeah. way more that popular. That label is like t-shirts now, you know? Yeah, People exactly. wear those parental advisory, it's yeah, t-shirts. T- Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, had nothing else you, to do. Do you remember when you were a kid, you like wanted to see a movie because it was rated R? Yeah, exactly. I snuck into the South Park movie by convincing my aunt that it was a, it was a cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. It was a wholesome cartoon. Yeah. And then she saw Saddam Hussein's dick come out, and that was <laughs> the, one of the funniest fucking moments of my life because I looked at her face after. She was just like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but in fairness to her, she never made me leave the fucking theater. <laughs> like she, we sat through it. Anyway. Um, all right. Next game. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Anaheim. Anaheim. Vegas. Vegas. I think it's Vegas. I don't know. Anakin for sure starting in at tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean. I, I feel, I feel as to our earlier discussion about are we the real deal? I feel if we win this back to back tomorrow, we are. We're back, baby. Oh, okay. Everybody take note go that flames, Tyler go. does wield go, the flames, power. Go. Of fucking jinxing this goddamn team on this podcast. And there's numerous episodes of fucking proof of this. Why do you say that shit? I just... Why do you do that? I have a few beers and I get excited. All right. Well, if they lose tomorrow, I'm squarely blaming you. I would too. World hunger, nuclear weapons, (laughs) Chinese Communist Party. Just add it to my list of failures. I mean, it's, it's it's essentially dictatorship at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's, it's come to a point where now I just like, it's fun to sit there and watch flames games again. It is, you know, last year, I think you and I were just like, we were almost, it was was a a chore. chore. Yeah, for sure. It was like, fuck, we got it. And it's, it's not a fuck. We got to watch this again. It's like, fuck, my hopes are up again. Maybe they'll get a win here. And we, then ultimately, you just get disappointed two minutes in. To your point, we had a four-day break. I can't remember when it was, but I was like, damn. Because we've had so many games coming fast and furious. We've been so successful. successful. And we had a four-day break. I was like, oh, that's a long wait between games here. Yeah. No, though, this was like, it was kind of building up for me, right? And I actually thought they played, they're going to play yesterday, but like, it's just been a long week for me. To that but, point, you know what I hate? The mandated five-day break. I fucking think that's stupid. Oh, God, I hate that. Like, what's, like really, what's the point? I, I don't get it. It's in their contract. Just by week. Yeah, I don't really understand it. So our next five games, we're playing the Ducks, the Golden Knights, the Sharks, Hurricanes, Bruins. Oh. So and that's a decent and schedule. Hurricanes Bruins in Calgary? Yeah. Decent schedule. and Sharks away, right? All these games before December 11th. December 11th being the game against the Bruins. So quite a bit on the docket here. So they'll be on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, quite Too a bit Too bad on we docket. couldn't get the Bruins when Marshawn was suspended. Yeah, but we did pretty good against them when he was around. So Yeah, they, they played pretty bad that game. Not that we didn't play well. But no, we played solid, but Vladar again was you know what, it'd be, solid. It'd be great to do the double over those clowns because <laughs> Boston is a team that when I see them play us, they just irk me. 
They're an irritation. But they're a good team, man. Yeah, they're a good team, but they can also go fuck themselves like Edmonton. So. I did, but the hate of Edmonton is much stronger. Yeah, I don't dis. <laughs> that goes without saying, but yeah. Boston can still go fuck themselves. I can think of 31 teams that can go fuck themselves. You know, although I wouldn't underestimate the Blackhawks like you did. I would. They suck. <laughs> they don't have a horrible team. I know that they're... They suck. I know they're bad in the standings They have right now. one line. Jonathan Taves is awful. Well, Taves is kind of done. Well, I, well, Kane is not done. Kane's is a really good player They still. have Debrincat. They have Kane. They have yeah. Seth Jones and Marc-Andre Fleury, who wants to see pucks in nets, apparently. So, <laughs> like... Uh, I mean, oh, and I actually want to ask you about this. You read rumors about Geo. Yeah, I don't remember where. Being... Twitter somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Flames trading for Geo at the trade deadline. I said I read it. I don't agree with it like you. I think the decor is I, I nicely balanced. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. It's, it seems like an unnecessary. I love Geo, but fuck, it just but seems unnecessary. To, to that point, and I know we talked about this as well, would you, you wouldn't. Would you ship out Valimaki for DeBrusque? I just feel like we need to keep getting guys that are good dressing room characters. Something tells me DeBrusque, I don't know. bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I don't, some about him, man. And it's not like there's, like, there's smoke about with that guy, right? He's like a pint of bad draft beer. Yeah, like, I mean, it's still beer and it's still good, but it's. Makes you feel good, but there's always something funny on it. Yeah, it's. Shit hangover the next day. Yeah, I not, don't know. Not I, even the next day. Immediately you like there's something <laughs> off like, about this. It's no good. This yeah. isn't right. I, I don't know. Like he just it feels like he would not really fit into the dressing room. I don't know. This is totally a fucking speculative comment by me, but like it just I don't judging by his past, I just don't see him being a fit. Although our like we were saying earlier. It's not like our dressing room is like full of like Yeah, but I don't solid, think you solid. need to add another yeah. perhaps ticking time bomb to that. You now, know, if Sutter says, no, no, this kid will be good, I'm probably gonna be like, well, Sutter knows what he's doing, so fuck it, right? And that's, if- that's next week that's next week's show, a game of Sutter says. Sutter says We could totally do that. Touch your nose. Well You're out and people I will won. do it. You didn't even touch your nose. I'm the guy who's saying what Sutter says. You, it's like Simon says. You know that game? Yeah, I do know that game. <laughs> you didn't know Nintendo Ice Hockey. Yeah, I told you I, I was a Blades of Steel guy. That was your first mistake. I was four. I didn't have a that lot of choices. Your, that was also your fault. Yes, you're right. Add it to the list. We've been there. <laughs> I, think th- I think that's good. Yeah. We're going to watch this road trip. And then we'll have another episode. I think Rick will be back after the 11th. I think. Oh, for sure. Roughly there. The Boston. So we'll get all those games in. And now we've got games coming fast and furious. And uh, we'll be ready to come back at you with that. And, you know, it's just been, I've enjoyed this quarter of the season thoroughly. I loved being wrong about the flames. Me too. And, uh, Every game is exciting. Like, I'm excited. Well, I'm always excited for Friday night, but I'm extra excited for a Friday night Flames game. I don't really mind the somber feeling as we record a podcast, too. It's like, it's like a calm, like, I don't really have much to complain about. 
Yeah. Sometimes I just got to calm the fuck down. Maybe it's not good for me and to be so Sometimes recording after a game is not a good idea. Yeah. But tonight's game really played into our hand because it was just like a, a well-thought-out performance by the Flames. Nothing too good, nothing too bad. You know, no. easy to analyze. You, you draw on that, and uh, it makes for... It makes for a 6 out of 10 listening. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on that note, as always, thank you so much for tuning in if you stayed with us to this point. Listen, if you're not following us on Twitter, we are Flames Fancast. If you'd like to email us, we're flamesfancast at gmail.com. And uh, as always, we love to hear from you. It really makes this worth doing. I'll say that. So... Uh, enjoy the road trip of the Flames and then uh, those two home games against Carolina and Boston and then we'll be back soon. Have yourselves a wonderful early December. Stay warm. Go Flames go. Bye-bye.